He's the only one who can lift the curse. But beware, he's a huge dingwad. Just the worst. It's podcast time. Group all grab your friends. We'll talk about fairy distant lands. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. I almost came in saying I'm Amy. <laughs> <laughs> What's How up, Amy? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Good. Uh, excited to be recording today. We had some really cool episodes. Yeah, we did. Uh, again, two episodes that I didn't frequent very often in the past, and I was just like, why did I not watch these two more? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. great. Yeah, they were great. Wearing my Adventure Time socks today. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Did I buy those for you, yeah. our wedding? I believe no, you did. No, I bought Godzilla ones and they didn't come yet, so then I bought Adventure Time ones. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yep, yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I love these socks. Yep. They're rad. I like them. I think they're pretty great. Hmm. Hmm. How's your week been? It's been fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting excited for the Fiona and Cake episodes or the HBO Max Yeah, launch. me too. For Fiona and Cake. It's going to be rad. Yeah, it is. Too bad our HBO back subscri- subscription ends in mm, about seven days. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll get it back for that. Yeah, we will. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, we've had, um, you know, this is, what, four episodes in a row now that we're actually getting out on a regular <laughs> schedule. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's hot as the dills. It is hot as the dills. It is crazy outside. It's been 100 degrees like every day for like the last month. Yeah, it has. It's 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 wild. Like I, I looked at the ten day forecast yesterday, and it's mm-hmm. just a constant hundred plus degrees outside. It's wild Fahrenheit for everybody outside of our country. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got into talking to the weather. Let's go ahead. Any news updates or anything like that that you're aware of? Oh, <laughs> I should probably have come in more prepared with that. <laughs> no, nothing's happening at Adventure Time. <laughs> I'm sure lies, there's actually lots of happening. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next week we'll have a little more news for you. Yeah. yeah it's, just, it's been a busy, busy week, but I'm so glad that we got to take a break from all the craziness and just watch a little adventure time so we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Should we get to the episodes? Let's do it. All right. Episodes 45, Blades of Blade of Grass. Blade of Grass. And 46, Rattle Balls. Yeah, I, I always want to say Blades of Grass. Yeah. I think it's because I had a Nintendo game called Blades of Steel. Uh-huh. That was a hockey game. And I always remember it because, like, you know, whenever on the rare occasion you'd hear a voice in an old Nintendo game, it always sound terrible. So yeah. like, the opening thing would be like, you see these two uh, hockey sticks hitting each other. And it goes, yeah. ching, and this voice goes, Blades of Steel. <laughs> that reminds me, we watched Twisted Metal. Loved it. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Thought the show was awesome. Yeah. Not for the faint of heart. No, it's it's or very children. violent. Pretty it's brutal. very, very violent and brutal. But very funny. Yeah. Great characters. I yeah. I can't believe how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was really good. On to the show. On to the show. So, Blade of Grass, IMDB 8.6. Overall, 149. Um, as I mentioned earlier, 45th episode of the season, directed by Elizabeth Ito, uh, written and storyboarded by Zamla Faye and C.O. Kim. Original air date, January 20th, 2014, and had 2.61 million U.S. viewers. That seems like a lot. Yeah. Title card is Blades of Grass, written in grass, and also there's grass. Lots of grass. Lots and of blue grass. sky. 
And some sky. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, our yard. <laughs> oh, my God. This is going to be a long episode, folks. <laughs> Strap in, baby. Ugh. Our yard has grass in it. Oh, my gosh. This episode opens with Finn and Jake fighting off some slider guides in an old playground. Jake notices Finn is struggling with his now broken demon blood sword, and Jake has to deal with the monsters for Finn. Jake informs Finn that he needs to get a new sword, but Finn has grown attached to the sword that his father gave him. Jake then tells Finn they should go shopping for a new sword. Yeah, so he's Finn straight up just fighting these guys off with like the hilt of his sword. Yeah, it's yeah. not great. There's like he's got nothing. He's like frowning the whole time, like eh. <laughs> so for some reason I thought that he had a full one, but then I remembered that it was actually like the purple ice like popsicle. Yeah. That's and then right. I thought maybe like the demon like fix the sword since they vanquished them. I don't know. Yeah. But I guess I was mistaken. I was making up plot lines in my head, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Finn and Jake go through the shops and they find yeah. a hut. Go ahead. A hut made of grass. <laughs> and they find a mysterious man in there that offers them a grass sword. So Finn declines, but the man tells him that the sword, like that one, were uh, hard to come by. Pfft, good sentence, opponent. He, you know what? He uses like classical sales techniques. They're like, no, we're going to keep looking. And he's like, all right, but that sword, they're pretty hard it's to come by. Rare. Like, so hey, they're, pretty rare, huh? They're, they're using scarcity to like, like be like, hey, as a sales technique. Anyway, go ahead. It totally works because Finn buys it yeah. for $3. <laughs> and he is very impressed by the sword's accuracy. So Finn plays around with his new sword and becomes better at handling it, and they visit tree trunks now. Mar- oh, by the way, when they got to this place, um, Jake's like, yeah, we should, you know, probably buy it from uh, Choose Goose. Goose. And Finn's like, nah, I don't think so. He's like, remember when he sold us that armor, which is one of our favorite, like, season two episodes, the armor of Zelda on. Yes. So anyway, they blow off Choose Goose. Yeah, and I was very thankful for that, and oh. Matt, like, cried in the corner. I, I was like, how am I going get, to get to do my Choose Goose impression? Oh, don't worry, <laughs> he comes back. <laughs> so uh, they visit Tree Trunks, now married, and Finn cuts an apple with his new sword. And uh, this scares Tree Trunks because of how accurate the cut was. She's like, it's too perfect. It's, like, demonically perfect. So Finn and Jake ignore her warning that the sword is cursed. So... TT is literally the harbinger of doom. Is it how you say it? Harbinger? Harbinger of doom in this episode. Yes, she is. And what I've noticed is that, like, she's done this multiple times in multiple episodes, and it's just another layer of tree trunks. Like, she's like the... She, uh, she she can she has a good sense of evil. Yeah. Except the first episode she's in where she's like, all la da like walking through the evil dungeon. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's uh has changed her in yeah, a way. Maybe when, when she became Cortion. <laughs> Cortion. The Crystal Queen. Uh anyway, so love that. We've had three episodes now with TT in it. So yeah, it's pretty great. Really made me happy. I know some people are not TT fans, and that's okay. You're yeah. allowed. You're allowed to have those feelings. We love tree trunks, but we we are fans of the of the tree trunks. All right. So they get back to the tree fort, and the two go to sleep. Finn has a dream, which he turns into a grass version of himself and floats off into the distance. He then takes the sword, which is now trying to attach itself to Finn, and kicks it into the river, claiming it was the worst three bucks he had ever spent. <laughs> worst three bucks I ever spent. I want my two dollars. <laughs> So he has this dream. He had put the sword away in a trunk. And um, when he wakes up, he's like in his little stuff sack that looks like a pota- uh, potato or in Matt's version, a thumb. It looks like a big thumb. Yep. Yeah. And he wakes up and you see him unzip it. And the sword is in 
the thing with him. The cool thing I like about this sword is that the blade is almost like sentient. Yeah. And like it can flex and bend in different ways, which I think is a really cool like idea around the sword. I do too. Um, you ever see somebody, that, you know, like whistle into grass? Yes, that's, I can't ever do that. That's the kind of sound the sword makes when he's swinging it around. Yeah. I realize it's that grass whistle sound. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he's freaked out by the fact that the sword is now trying to attach to his skin. And he can't like get it off. He like bites it off. He's like running through the forest. He's like trying to get it away. He's able to pry it off his body, which at the same time leaves like marks on his skin. Yep. And then he like kicks it into the river. He's, and that's where he's like, this is worth three bucks. But then the next morning we see him doing his morning routine. He's brushing his teeth. You know, he's doing the thing. He looks in the mirror and all of a sudden we see this wet dripping sword behind him. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny, but it's freaky too. Yeah. It, it, it goes like full like slasher movie with yeah. the sword following him around. You know, like you, you you see him like he's brushing his teeth in the mirror, opens the, the cabinet and then takes something out and then closes it and the sword's there. It's yep. like, oh. Anyway, he, he does his iconic fin scream. Like, oh. Yeah, we heard a lot of the iconic fin screen and it was radical mm-hmm. today. All that stuff adds a lot of humor to this episode, uh, like the, the sword <laughs> stalking him. Yes. I yes. Think it's great. Yes, very much so. So Jake comes in. He's worried. He um, is able to wrap up the sword so it protects Finn and doesn't try to attach itself. And it's like you could see like little tentacles coming off of the sword trying yeah. to get get Finn. So Jake wraps his apron around the hilt of the sword and sticks a long loaf of bread on the blade. So it cannot attach itself to Finn's body. And they're like, yo, we need to return this. I don't know why I found that image so funny. Him just like throwing a loaf of French bread over the (laughs) the sword. Yeah, there we go. Problem solved. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So they go back to the stores to see the grass hut is gone. And a group of robbers are attacking Susie and Sue's candle shop. And Finn tries to fight them off without using his sword. He fails and uses his sword to cut off the attacker's hair, and the robbers run away in fear. So the hilt of the sword wraps around Finn's hand again, and Finn and Jake ask Choose Goose about the wizard who sold them the sword. And Choose Goose tells them, in a very sing-songy, rhymey way, that he lives up on top of a hill and is the only one who can lift the curse. Finn and Jake venture to the aforementioned hill, Finn using the sword's abilities to fight off uh, enemies composed of grass, including a teragrade, or moss piglet, Near the, top, <laughs> near the top, uh, the heroes approach the wizard's home, and after destroying all the grassy objects thrown at them with his magic and tackling him, demand that the wizard lift the curse. The wizard laughs in Finn's face, informing him that the blade will be with him for eternity. This, this wizard is like this big, burly guy. It kind of looks like Santa Claus, but all green. Yeah. Like, everything around him is just grass-based. Grass. It's so cool. And it's a really unique kind of... Look, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, no, that's it. Yeah, I, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, but I love like all of his cursed objects that he's throwing at Finn are just like regular household objects. Mm-hmm. Like, for, like a shoe. Yeah. A chair. It's like nothing actually that dangerous. No. So after a short pause, Finn's like, you know, I accept this, stating that he's cool with uh, having the cursed sword. And, the, and then the sword unravels back into his arm. It's like as soon as he accepts the sword as part of him, he has a lot more control over it. Yeah. So the wizard is dumbfounded at his reaction to the curse. He's like, you're not supposed to like a curse. Yeah. Jake observes that Finn, having accepted the sword, can now control it. The two run down the hill away from the house after shaking off the wizard's objections to their nonchalance. So what do you think of this one? So this episode was really great. I, um, oh, I was wrong. It was only two episodes, I think, with TT and them over the last little bit. But anyway, uh. 
I wasn't sure what to think about the Broken Demon Stone. I already mentioned that. So literally, as soon as Jake's like, let's go shopping, and it comes into like this little square with a bunch of like booths, I'm like, oh, Choose Goose is going to be there. Yeah, but then you didn't have any lines to that first time we saw him. And I was nope. like, oh, man. Nope. Yeah, Matt was sad. But then he did. Yes, yes, he did. And he had all the best rhymes. <laughs> yep. Yep. This, um, this is one of those cases where he had to really stretch the words to rhyme. <laughs> yeah. It was really mountain. Mountain. And then he like he like says when he's like this guy is a what do you say dinkwad or something like that yeah and and then he's like and Joke. then he rhymes in the next lines <laughs> yeah. it all makes sense so it makes it seem like he's not gonna rhyme and then he yeah. pauses and then comes back with a rhyme to oh my it gosh up. a real dingwad just the worst <laughs> so the thing about this episode as I was watching it I was trying to predict what was the next thing that was gonna happen and like. Because we watch so much Adventure Time, it's like, okay, well, there's a, there's sometimes is a formula, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, we get that. But this episode surprised me in many ways. And, like, I thought one thing would happen and the opposite happened. I would think another thing was going to happen, but the opposite happened. It was really cool that it kept me guessing. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that about this one, too. And, like, I remember the first time I'm seeing this, like, thinking, like, okay, he's got this cursed sword that's just gonna be like a one episode thing and then it's gonna be they're gonna take care of it by the end of the episode and then at the end of it it's like oh this is like a a permanent thing now huh Mm -hmm. so it's like you don't go into this episode expecting something permanent to the characters to happen yeah no kidding because like him getting that sword leads into all sorts of bigger things later later on down the road oh okay yeah yeah it's just so fascinating yeah, but overall, I really liked this episode. I thought it was great. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think between the two episodes, they both were just fabulous. Yeah. And And this episode was just a fun kind of like, I love the dungeon crawling stuff. I love the, like, the armor and the sword stuff that we see. And it's just such a clever way to have a sword that, like, one is made of grass. You're like, oh, it's not going to work. But it's like a magical blade. Mm-hmm. We know it's like, you know, whatever. It's like cursed or whatever. But. It, it's just rad. It's cool. So there are a few callbacks in this episode to that episode. We like blood under the skin. The one with yeah. uh, Sir Slicer. Yeah. And like looking at this one, it's like this almost feels like that episode done in season five's writing style. Like yeah. where, the, where the characters are now. It's just like you can see how like the tone of the show has shifted a little bit because yeah. that one was just like wacky, like through and through. Yeah. This one has like some goofier moments, but it's also like a good storytelling one and does a lot for Finn as a character, too. Mm-hmm. Like I just found that really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, even absolutely. has like the choose goose scene. They're they're after an object for Finn. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, very cool. What was your? Oh, where was the snail? The snail was next to the stall selling cheese on the right at the at the uh, farmers market. And the <laughs> wait, where is the snail in this image? It doesn't even show. It doesn't show it. And it's not cheese. It's bread. It is bread. What's happening here? Oh my! Oh no 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 no! Look at the left, right oh. above the hood of the lady. Oh, there it is. Oh, wow. It is so tiny. It's so small. There's no way they could have... I had to zoom in on that. This guy selling bread's face is hilarious. Yeah. Looks he's like, like hooded. He looks miserable. <laughs> he does look miserable. He's like, oh, there's... A- also, that candle shop was hilarious. Yes. It's I, like... The two candle shop owners are oh really funny. Oh, my goodness. It was good. Like, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll shape a candle in your likeness. Yeah. Call it the candle man. <laughs> how, do, how do candle shops even make money? Like you have to sell so many candles in order to make money. Yep, yep. It's wild. There's a there's a movie with Paul Rudd called Our Idiot Brother, where he and uh and this other guy run a candle shop where the candles are all made of previously melted candles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's great recycling though. It is. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite line? My favorite line is 
The apple slice is too perfect, demonically perfect, which is tree trunks. Oh, so good. And what's your favorite line? It's the hooligans who love candles. <laughs> it's like a so bunch good. of, it's kind of like foretelling, like, or for, oh, what's that word? Foreshadowing hipsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They do look like it. Oh, it's all, hilarious. All of those guys that they were fighting at the beginning of the episode all look like male models. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're like on slides. You're like, yeah. what is happening here? <laughs> How does this world make sense? <laughs> Slide kingdom. The Slide kingdom. Oh, I love it. There's a kingdom for everything. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Give me an impression of a character. Okay. Remember, no take backs. That's a sword vendor. I love it. The wizard, the grass wizard or whatever he Good was. Job. Yeah, thanks. You the gravelly voice. Yeah, thanks. How about you? Help you backstab Earth? Why should I? Which is choose goose. I left out the first half of the rhyme. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for being so thoughtful and kind. You're welcome. Oh, we forgot. Snail Watch 2023. Snail Watch. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, we've been dropping the ball with that. I know, man. It's the worst. Just right. the worst. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. We have some trip for this episode. Kick it. It's trivia time. Trivia. So even though T.T. was married to Mr. Pig in the previous episodes, when Finn and Jake go to her house, there's no sign of the fact that they got married, save for Tree Trunk's new wedding ring. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. Mr. Pig is out on a jaunt somewhere. Maybe. So the sandbox video game Terraria features a sword named the Blade of Grass. Oh, I didn't realize that. Me neither. Terraria. So something about the the world? Yeah, I was looking into that game for a while and then decided it's probably not for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Finn is trying to find a sword to replace the demon sword, which was broken in the episode The Pit, which we just watched. Finn references the time Choose Goose recited the poem to find the armor of Zelderon and blood under the skin. Yep. Finn screams the same way he did in the episode Burning Low three times. The first was in his dream when he was getting covered in grass. The second when he ran outside with the sword. And the third when he saw the grass sword in the mirror. Finn is wearing his old pajamas and not the new one seen in the vault. Huh. Yeah. On the way to Titi's house, Finn makes battle cries while swinging his sword. These cries sound similar to Link's cries from the Legend of Zelda video game series when Link swings his sword. Oh, no way. Yeah. The hooligans who love candles are dressed similar to the greasers, an American 1950s form of young gang. Oh, that's funny. Yep. Anything else about this episode that you want to talk about? Um, another one with good world building. We're, we're seeing like all sorts of new characters in this one, too. Yeah. Like, uh, both sets of villains in this one. Yeah. There a lot of villains in this episode. There were a lot of villains in this episode. I like this uh, grass wizard. Mm -hmm. Finn and Jake's whole story, and it's great. I love um, Finn coming to terms with this curse and yeah. making it his own. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. It's like making the best of a bad situation. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, like... He's so lackadaisical or happy-go-lucky that I'm not surprised. He was like, all right, that's cool. I like this sword. I'll, you know, I can lean into it. Yeah. Plus, I think the sword is super cool. Mm -hmm. I like it, too. It's right. Hey, uh, another two episodes in one up. <laughs> Two episodes of Adventure Time and one episode of the podcast that have similarities. Yeah, that's so true. They both so focus true. a lot on swords. Yes, that is absolutely right. Yeah. All right, Matt. It's prediction time. Yeah. Uh, you had a prediction for this episode based yes. on the name Blades of Grass. And you guessed Finn is training with a new sensei. He is trying to learn the defensive position Blade of Grass. Uh, that will help him with the most challenging fiends in his dungeoning fights. Get ready for a training montage. Gosh dang it. That's like literally rattle the balls. Next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes, it is. 
So a uh, quick little grading here. So I didn't grade this one in advance because I there's a lot I didn't remember about Blades of Grass. So I'm going to have to grade it on the spot. Do, 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 boom, boom. So similarity-wise, there isn't a ton. Okay. But creativity-wise, it's an A plus there. Plus, you're getting an additional three points because it is very similar to an upcoming episode. Yeah! Which is the very next one we're going to talk about. Booyah, so, Grandma. I'm going to call that uh, 27. That's a that's a high B. All right. I'll yep. take it. I'll take it. Speaking of the next episode, uh, you had a prediction for that one <laughs> based on the name. Uh, which is, this prediction, now that I read it, I was like, it's so oh, ridiculous. it's so off. <laughs> Rattle balls. A, a new baby is welcomed into the Candy Kingdom. PB bestows a royal rattle to the baby with special balls inside oh that goodness. summon the parents using a super super secret scientific method. As PB gives a rattle to the baby, lightning strikes, switching the baby and PB's brains. The duo have to get PB BB her body back. Oh boy. That's a great <laughs> That is a great That'd be wonderful. That's a freaky Friday situation. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, I do my rankings of your predictions from the season at oh the end. Oh my gosh. Well, that might, that's be, be that's way too much work, my friend. <laughs> So do you have any final thoughts on that uh, last one? Oh, yeah. No, I really liked it a lot. I thought it was a great episode. I would watch this again. 100%. Yeah, totally. Love it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a, definitely high up on the list of uh, favorite episodes of the season for me. Yep. For sure. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, this is going to be a hard one to write. I, I would say that every season, but I'm going <laughs> back through and I'm re-listening to all of our episodes from this season. And there's a lot that we really liked in this one. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of gems, that's for sure. It's going to be hard. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I could see more than 10. So our top 10 is going to be super, like, competitive because there's just so many good episodes. Yeah, and, and this season has twice as many episodes as a regular season of the right, show. So it's, exactly. So that's going to make it twice as hard. Yeah. But it'll be fun. I can't wait to do that one. We're going to yeah. have a guest on for the ranking episode this Yeah, it's going to be rad. Yeah, I'm excited. Yep. All right, should we get to the next episode? Let's do it. Rad. All right, the next episode, Rattle Balls, IMDb of 8.4. Great wow. ranking. Wow. 150 overall, 46 in season five. Directed by Elizabeth Uto, uh, written and storyboarded by Cole Sanchez and Andy Ristanio. Origi- sure. Original air date, January 27th, 2014, and 2.21 million U.S. viewers. Nice. And the oh, title card for this one is a silhouette of... I assume it's rattle balls and not. Yeah, I think, yeah that's I, I think it is because of the sword. Wearing a cloak and like in in a dump with like a long shadow cast behind him and some mountains in the background. It's actually I, I really like this image. It's really cool. It's really reminds me of like a a western, like a spaghetti western. Oh, I was thinking Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah, like yeah. Luke Skywalker in like the the sequel trilogy. Yeah. 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 So PB is startled when she finds Finn in her kitchen at five in the morning. Finn explains that he has rededicated his life to serving and protecting Princess Bubblegum now that his relationship with Flame Princess has ended. Bubblegum mentions that she's out of milk and Finn runs off to get it. Uh, this is all during while she was trying to make... You know, there's a lot of featuring of eggs in this episode. Yes, yes, there are. Yeah, she's going to make some eggs and Finn like grabs the egg for her, turns on the butt burner, like really like up in her personal space in a maximum way. Yeah. And she's like, it's 530 in the morning, Finn. Yeah. He's like, Jake's not here because he doesn't agree with it. And he thinks I'm going banana news. (laughs) It's funny. Anyway, uh, as she mentioned that she's out of milk, three weeks later, he returns with with mink milk and is visibly exhausted upon seeing this bubblegum 
orders Finn to take some time off and rest. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I got you the best milk. Make milk. I milked a make. <laughs> yeah, it was freaking hilarious. He's going all extra. He's like, he's like when I get hyper-focused on a project and I'm just like, I have to do everything. Exactly right. And I have to look into everything. And I have to do the very best of everything. Yeah, it's there, yeah. Are, worse, there are worse ways to live. <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't know. <laughs> I think Finn is so funny in this opening part really of the episode. Is. It was great. It's like he has like, he, he needs like a sense of purpose in his life again. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Finn goes to a junkyard singing a song while cutting objects with his grass sword. He's like make, like freestyling a rap about Princess Bubblegum. So he's like back, right back on being obsessed with PB. I was wondering right if now. he's like crushing on her or just like. Or if it's just like he he needs something to stay focused on. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those like long stretches of time where Finn and Jake are just, like when um uh, there was that time that Jake was gone for like months while Finn yeah. was at home with like the little people. Yeah. And it's like, and now Finn's gone for three weeks. And I'm sure Jake's just like, yeah, whatever. He'll come back when he comes back. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. So while playing around, uh, Finn is almost crushed by a fallen car, but is saved by a mysterious hooded swordsman. They have a duel, but Finn is outmatched and easily defeated. After the fight, Finn's opponent reveals himself to be an old gumball robot named Rattleballs, who is voiced by the great Rain Wilson, who played uh, Dwight in The Office. It was at first I was like, I don't hear it. And then you could totally hear it. It was wonderful. Oh, absolutely. He does. It made this episode that much more special. He is by far the highlight of this episode. For, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of highlights in this episode, but yeah, yeah. his, his uh, voice performance and the character of Rattleballs, just so good. Yeah. So uh, Rattleballs praises Finn's warrior spirit, but criticizes his swordsmanship before walking away. So Finn tries to convince Rattleballs to train him. And is successful after helping Rattleballs remove a gumball that had been lodged inside of his body. Yeah, dude. It was like, and again, that's where that cool, like, sword comes in because he could bend it in a way that could dislodge the thing from his body. Yeah, he, like, puts it into the robot's mouth and, like, jiggles it around. Yeah, it was really funny. And then, like, just that backstory about how... <laughs> the the gumball, the gumball like went up inside him. He was like, oh, that's like kind of funny and sad. Like, yeah. Oh, crazy. <laughs> Uh, if you know, you know. Got a weird place. <laughs> yep, yep. So he had like this cough. I was like, oh, is he dying? It's like, no, he just has a like, gumball stuck in him in a, in a weird place. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was great about this was that Finn made a puppet of PB and was like talking to like a, a, per, a mannequin. Yeah. And like basically like role playing protecting pb it was made of like an old her hair would be like an old sweater and then it was a gar- it was great it was yeah. just so funny yeah, Finn's a little crazy at the beginning of this one a little cray cray i think he's i think he's on the struggle bus yeah yeah he's overcompensating or something yeah he's, he doesn't know what to do with like all these emotions that he was unprepared for with yeah. like the, the breakup with flame princess was a long time ago at this point it in really the show. jacked him up it's it's like he doesn't have any like real guidance as far as what to do with these complex feelings. Yeah, for real. For real. Well, he's a kid, right? Yep. I mean, he's a young man or whatever, but without parents or someone that like can like mentor him and like help him, you know, he's yeah. just kind of winging it. Yeah, his brother's JT dog zone. So he's not, <laughs> not getting the best advice. Right. <laughs> so we get to love a training montage that involves yes. throwing eggs. Doing stuff and things, sitting on burning fires. It was rad. And when the training is order over, Rattleball shows Finn his secret technique and tells him that he will be able to perfect his swordsmanship after 10 more years of rigorous training and becoming a robot. <laughs> That's all. Rattleball then tells Finn about his 
super sad past. <laughs> yeah. He was once part... Go, you're going to say something? No, 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 disagreeing. Yeah. He was once part of an elite robot police force that was created by Princess Bubblegum to replace the incompetent banana guards. Although he and the other gumball robots excelled at protecting the Candy Kingdom, the princess was disturbed by their ruthlessness and love of violence. And, and like it showed her like walking into like a, an underground cage match between uh, different rattleball yeah. uh, guardians. And yeah. she's like, ooh, I don't like this. So, yeah. so she um, brings them to a factory where they're ordered to be destroyed without their knowledge. Oh, so sad. Yeah, so she's like, okay, groups one and two. She's like dividing all the robots into groups. She's like, group one, go stand on this platform up here. Group two, train your backs. It is so jacked up up because they're like sentient. Like they know they have personality. She's basically committed genocide against these. Yep, yep, yep. So she's having them crushed. And like Rattleballs, so like all these robots are programmed to listen to her 100%. But through his willpower, he's able to turn around just enough to see what's happening to the other robots. Yeah. He's like, oh. So anyways, group two goes off to be crushed and he escapes. And he asks Finn not to tell Princess Bubblegum about this because she would have him destroyed. However, Finn feels bound to his word to serve the princess and immediately tells her everything. She, Finn, and Banana Guards show up to the junkyard and surround Rattleballs. Finn tells the robot to surrender as he believes Bubblegum will hear him out. But the princess orders the guards to destroy him. Rattleballs easily defeats them but does not kill them as he claims he has found peace through meditation. Ah, uh, what did he say? Meditation, dedication, and egg throwing. Yeah. He then surrenders to PB, saying that he still serves her 100%, even if it means his destruction. Later, PB gives the banana guards a metal cube as proof that Rattleballs has been crushed and killed. However, it is revealed that the cube was fake and that PB had spared the robot in secret. And she sends him out into the kingdom so he can protect it from the shadows. Rattleballs accepts this duty, stating that, you know, it's marginally better than hiding in a dump. Before being knighted and jumping away with a smile. And that's the end of that one. Yeah. Wow. I thought this episode was really good. It was a total gem. Yep. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. If if PB had actually killed Rattleballs in the end, I think that would have been like, I, I don't think I like Princess Bulk. <laughs> yeah. Like that would have been like the nail on the coffin. This is like the, what is the cookie princess story? Yeah, yeah. Like legit. It's like almost exactly except... <laughs> No Jake. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. Really interesting episode. And like, it's again, seeing what lengths PB is willing to go to, uh, to serve the kingdom, whether it may be immoral or not. Yeah. Depending on some people's opinions. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. But also seeing Finn, like I, uh, when, when Finn immediately told PB about Rattleballs, I was like, Finn, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, dude. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Mm-hmm. Lots of bros. He used the word bro and dude a lot lot in this episode. It was funny. Sound like my son. So Rattleballs is so funny, but like his story is heartbreaking. It is. This is one of those episodes that I I, I think especially the first five seasons do so well, where you can have a sad story, but have really good humor sprinkled into it in a way that's not like taking away from it. I agree. The arc of this episode was just tremendous. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I think we got we got the best of Adventure Time in this episode. Definitely. Yeah. I think, yeah, this is definitely another standout. And like this is, um, of the last bunch of episodes we covered, this is the best pairing of episodes I think we've done in a little mm, while. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think this is a wonderful episode. I'd love to to see more of this. I'd love to, I would love for Rattleballs to come back and like pair up with Finn to defeat someone. It would be really cool. I know. It would be so cool. Yeah. And there are... 
like I have some blind spots in season six, so maybe that happens. Yeah. I do not know though. Yeah. Where is the snail? The snail was on the pile of garbage on the top right corner when Finn first wanders into the uh, dump. Yep. The garbage kingdom. Snail watch. 2023. What is your favorite line? My favorite line is, I'd throw Peppermint Butler off this balcony if you asked. Which He's is like, Finn. his dedication. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's your favorite line? Um, there's two. Um, I milked a mink, 100% dedication. Love it. And then his like, good morning, princess. Good morning, princess. <laughs> He's so jacked up as soon as she yeah. wakes up. <laughs> he is on the job. That's right. Do you want to give me an impression of a character? I dub the Sir Rattleballs. Awesome. Princess. Good PB. Yeah. What about you? I do not eat muffins. I am a robot, <laughs> which is Rattleballs. Because he brings him a muffin as a piece. Yes, he does. Thing. <laughs> you know what? I also don't eat muffins. Maybe I'm a robot. Maybe you are. <laughs> that would explain so much. Yes, it would. We got some triv. Kick it. It's trivia time. All right, so Jake is absent throughout the entire episode, although he is mentioned by name. Yes. This is the first appearance of Rattleballs. Oh, okay, so Rattleballs does come back. Ooh, I can't wait. Neither can I. Uh, this episode features Finn's new grass store, a sword, which he got from the previous episode. And then, as we mentioned, he does use it uh, to dislodge a gumball from Rattleballs' body. Finn fearlessly accepts Rattleball's threat of plucking his eyes out and then is shown to bear the extreme heat of the burning charcoal, a reference to his <laughs> sadomasochistic behavior and extreme resilience to fire from Jake's suit. That is so crazy. Yeah, it is. I love when he's sitting on the fire. He's like, ah, oh, the Rattleball's is just still throwing eggs at him in the yes. background. Finn said, I was expecting him to like cook or something. Yeah. Finn cites getting out of his last relationship as his reason for rededicating his life to defending princesses. This is reference to his breakup of FP and Frost and Fire. Oh, here's the one that I really liked. Princess Bubblegum addresses Root Beer Guy as Captain Root Beer Guy, a connection to the episode Root Beer Guy. I know, it's awesome. We're Great like, follow-up. oh, we know him yeah. from a previous episode. He didn't have any lines, though. No. I wanted him to say, like, bango, bango. Yeah. <laughs> In Rattleball's flashback, the Candy Kingdom isn't fully constructed. Banana guards are still green, uh, though the Gumball Guardians are completely completed and Princess Bubblegum is not wearing her amulet, showing that these events occurred sometimes after the vault. Yeah, this uh, this season's shown us a lot of history with the, with the Candy Kingdom mm-hmm. uh, through flashbacks and stuff, which yeah. has been really cool. Yeah. Unexpected. Guess what? Yeah. You predict what this episode's going to be about based on its name. Yeah. Which is Rattleballs. <laughs> and you guess a new baby is welcomed into the Candy Kingdom. <laughs> PV bestows a royal rattle to the baby with special balls inside that summons the parent using a super secret scientific method. As PV gives the rattle to the baby, lightning strikes, switching the baby and PV's brains. The duo now have to help PV get her body back. That's so wild. Right? <laughs> That's a crazy right? prediction. It's, so, it's such a specific one, too. Uh, so, oh, <laughs> uh, just based on how little it, you know, PB's in the episode. So that's so characters. It's not a baby, but there's still a character. Uh, so this one's gonna get a twenty-two, which is a B minus. I love how you're like totally guessing now. I am. Yeah. Well, I, I, I get a feel for the rubric now. Oh my goodness! Oh my Small goodness! Small victory for Team Dodo. So, <laughs> but do you want to picture that? You'll accept that grade, and you will love it. <laughs> Like I was to... expecting a lower grade, so I'm fine with that. Oh, no, it's, the creativity is there. It's just it has so little to do with the actual episode, yeah. and it and it's not close to another future episode. Yeah, yeah. Or is it? 
Is it? Mm, no. Okay. So, do you want to predict what the next one's about based on the name? Yeah. The Red Throne. So, we're brought back to the Fire Kingdom where Fire Princess has done some redecorating and establishing new rules in the Fire Kingdom. That's yeah, all I got. Yeah, actually, I, I'm pretty sure that's the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I was like... The Red Throne, that Red sounds throne. very we haven't seen Fire Kingdom in a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Cinnabon will be there. Good question. Yeah. That I do not remember. Yeah. I, I love how that's becoming my thing now on the show. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, we, we are definitely past the episodes now that I've always watched on a regular basis. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's exciting times. Oh my goodness. New frontier. Okay, any last thoughts on this episode? I can't believe how good Rattleballs was. <laughs> like yes. I, uh, I know I'd seen it before, and I always remembered enjoying it, but not as much as I enjoyed it this time through. It was just so, so good. I really enjoyed it. I think the themes of it were awesome. I love the arc of the characters. Again, we're getting the best of Adventure Time out of this episode. I don't want to be a broken record, but I really thought that here we start with Finn, who is (laughs) going through like the stages of grief and like trying to figure his life out without FP. And like, we've all been there. If you've broken up with someone or been broken up with, it's like you don't know what to do for a long time until you figure stuff out and you accept things that maybe you wouldn't have accepted before as evidenced by the blade of grass sword. You know, you kind of like, I don't know, like. It, it's all this episode was great i love the companionship with the rattleballs and and finn even though he's dedicated to to pb you know the redemption arc all this stuff like it's just it's just fabulous and then also more world building which yep. is my jam uh, you know yeah, lots of world I, I, this is another one of those ones that's like where you where you look at where the episode started and then where it goes by the yes. end it's like that was 11 minutes that's crazy i know i know it was it was bonkers Yep. Totally bonkers. I did not, I had no idea going into these two episodes that, so like, I know it's been a fun thing of ours recently to say which of the two episodes we liked more. Mm-hmm. I, I think I liked both these episodes equally. I, yeah. I don't know that I could choose one over the other unless I include the choose goose factor, which is <laughs> less significant as it was in times past. Yeah. But, you know, I, I agree with you. I think, I, I don't think I could choose one over the other. Yeah, same. I think they're both awesome, but so different from each other at the mm-hmm. same time. I mean, I mean, we will when we're ranking, but like right now, no. Yeah, it's going to be tough. They're good. Yeah. It's going to be very tough. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Guess what? What? We made it to the end of the episode. We did really fast. Weird. I, I know. It's wild. <laughs> I think it's because we didn't have like an opening rant today. <laughs> I know. Uh, it was so my, random. My brain was just blank. Oh, that's funny. Well, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, reach out. You can leave us a voicemail, 216-260-GLOB, or leave a recorder through recording through anchor.fm. You can catch us on the socials at Oh My Glob Podcast on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook. Oh, wait. Instagram's Oh My Glob Pod. And then the rest are Twitter and Facebook, Oh My Glob Podcast. Yeah, because Oh My Glob Podcast on Instagram is unavailable for some reason. Yeah. Oh, real quick. Yeah. Before we do go, I had to read the results of our latest Twitter poll. Which had like seven votes, so I really don't know if I think this is enough to yeah. get validated. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Matt. You can, you can read your faulty measuring. Oh, here we go. I said... What did you say, Matt? Bingo, bingo. Mm-hmm. I said, here's one for all the Oh My Glob listeners. Let's settle this business. Uh, oh, Team Rubric or Team No-No? <laughs> so Team Rubric, 
42.9%. Team Noto, 57.1%. But there are only seven people tallied in. I demand a recount, and I'm sure there's a pregnant chat in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love oh, how sure. quickly you fold. Thank you for that. <laughs> you can email us at ohmygodpodcast oh, yeah. at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, there we go. And Matt will <laughs> respond to you, and we'll read your emails on the air. Yes. I'm Amy. I'm Matthew. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip flop. Bye. Bye.